When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are live with another Instant Reaction podcast. Uh, This one to the in-stadium practice for the Patriots uh, on Friday night. Of course, this episode of the Patriot Nation podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of CLNS Media Network. Make sure you go to uh, fanduel.com slash Boston to download now. Uh, Listen, it was interesting. I mean, it was, it was, I mean, listen. We didn't see much in practice. Let's be honest with you. It, they were in shells, uh, s- you know, split squad scrimmage, and we didn't see much. They were mostly running at half speed. Yes, they had shoulder pads on. No, they re- weren't really doing anything. But it was still fun. I'll tell you what. Um, you know, obviously, I'm a season ticket holder. I sit actually in the end zone where where the lighthouse is. So uh, it was cool to see. They were actually giving tours up there. Um, which I thought was really fascinating. The place is incredible, unbelievable. Uh, it's going to be really unreal up there. Now it's very expensive to get up there, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting. And Amari, my name is Pat Lane. Amari, uh, that's my name. And uh, you can you know here I am talking to you right here. That's who I am. Uh, so I am the host of the Patriot Nation podcast and the one of the newest members of the CLNS Media Network. Am I to answer your question? Um, that's who I am. So, but listen, overall, what do you take away from a from a from a practice that is really just kind of half speed? No one's really doing too much. So a few things I took away, and a few guys that I want to talk about in particular. Also, a little little conversation going on in the comments before I got here about Trey Nixon. Trey Nixon's my guy. Okay, he's my guy. He's the first uh, first ever active Patriots player elected into the Patriots Hall of Fame, which is pretty exciting. Um, I'm just convinced. I'm holding out hope. He was Ernie Adams' last pick ever. I'm, I'm holding out hope that he's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm holding out hope. He's been playing well uh, the last few days of camp, and so... But then again, he played really well in OTAs last year and, and nothing came of it. So, you know, who knows? It could be a lost cause, but I'm still hopeful that Trey is going to be good. Um, we'll see. Maybe he's another practice squad guy again this year. Um, that's right, Dark Blue Gold. The, uh, as Dark Blue Gold says, the hype train. See what he did there with the Trey? It's good stuff right there. Well done, sir. Um, but anyways, so I, I think a few things to take away. My number one biggest takeaway, okay, was Marte Mapu. All over the field, making plays left and right, in the middle of the field. I love seeing him out there. I love the the athleticism that he brings in the coverage game. Um, and you know, we've seen him we've seen him come downhill quite a few times in practice. Now, again, is a long way to go. He still has the red no contact jersey on. I would think if that red jersey is on, then he's he's probably not, I don't know, but probably not going to play Thursday night, right? But, you know, I, I don't, uh, 
I don't know about that, but he might play in those other two. So, you know, looks like he'll be ready for the regular season at least, which is nice. Um, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, but he's looked good. He's looked really good. The last drive of 11 on 11 where Mac Jones had the ball. And again, they're kind of running at half speed. Mac Jones is working with Raleigh Webb and Trey Nixon. And, you know, uh, I don't know who the, oh, and, um, the kid Thyric, what, what I can't, I always forget his name. But the kid, they the kid they just signed off of um, after someone cut him, claimed off waivers. You know, fine. But at the same time, you know, it, it's it's one of those. Um, he was still out there making plays, right? Thyra came across the middle. Mapu jumped in front of him, knocked him, knocked the ball away. Last play of the game, there was like two five seconds left, so they just got to throw it. Mac kind of heaved one up into the end zone, a little bit of a jump ball situation. Mapu skied and made a nice play over Gasecki. Direct Pitts. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Um, he he skied and made a nice play over Gasecki, which again, Gasecki didn't really fight for it. Maybe he fights for it more in a game, regardless, right? Regardless of, of the situation, I was, I was impressed to see Mapu's ability to cover the field and his, his speed and athleticism out there. So that was good. You know, I, I was I was happy to see that. Jack Jones, I was happy to see back on the football field. I mean, to be completely honest with you, I was just happy to see him back out there, right? Talked about it a little bit in the media, um, answered some questions, didn't say much. We didn't expect him to say much, right? But he didn't say much. That's a question for my lawyer. That's a question for Bill Belichick. I'm just doing my best thing. You know, you, you're always nervous about, about a roster spot, right? I think which was, was a great answer to that. But, you know, look. What do we want from the kid, right? He made a, dumb, a really, really dumb mistake at the airport, okay? But at the same time, you know, then he then he makes this other thing yesterday, which I don't know what to make of what happened yesterday. Clearly, it wasn't that big of a deal because he was back at practice today. So, you know, you look at it and say, all right, it was bad. But, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure um, it looks like he's he's fine. I, again, I don't know, but but that's at least what it looks like to me. So as far as the rest of the corners, look, it's really hard to tell. I mean, someone was someone was talking about how um, how the 2022 draft draft class looks terrible. Cole Strange isn't good. You know, Marcus has been struggling in coverage. I don't think Marcus Jones has been struggling that much in coverage. I also just think part of it right now is that it's not super competitive. And when it's not super competitive, typically the offense – gets favored over the defense because you can't be really aggressive and you know, you're not necessarily going for those balls. I think Marcus makes some plays that he hasn't made. Right. Um, I think at least when, when the hitting is there and when it's live and everything else. And so, and again, Marcus does a lot more than just play corner as well. So I think, uh, I think that's going to be fine, but we'll see, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes from there, but I wouldn't worry too much about Marcus Jones. Nothing happened with Mac today, uh, with, with Jack again, just back on the field, which I was happy to see. One thing I was not happy to see was the offensive line. Okay. The offensive line for me today was garbage. Okay. It was bad. Now, listen, it was a split squad scrimmage. So I understand that half the starting offensive line. And again, I use starting offensive line in like quotation marks. Bradley Reef was out there, right? 
but Trent Brown wasn't out there. They were shuffling guys around, but they had a few starters on one squad, a few starters on the other squad, right? Fine. Okay. But still, Mac Jones out there running for his life against the number against the number one defense, right? And so, you know, and again, not not the number one defense, right? But I just didn't like to see that. Now, again, Trent Brown's not playing. Riley Reef is playing left tackle instead of right tackle. You know, City So is playing over there. So, you know, it's it's not as though it's the number one line and it's a sieve. But still, even in practice, you don't really want to see that. Um, so I was a little concerned about that. I thought Jones made some nice throws. He made some not-so-great throws. Some throws took a little ta- a little longer to develop. But I thought overall, he was fine. I thought Mac was fine tonight. Um, but again, there's not really a ton to see, um, you know, with with them running yeah, half speed, essentially. A guy I do want to talk about, though, is Isaiah Bolden. Isaiah Bolden made a really nice toe-tap interception uh, off a throw, actually, to Malik Cunningham by, um, was it by McSorley? Overthrew Cunningham. Cunningham got a ball, got a hand on it, tipped it up in the air, and uh, Bolden made a nice toe-tapping catch uh, on the sideline. Kind of bobbled it a bit, a little bit because it was tipped, and made a nice toe-tapping catch, and that actually ended practice. Bolden's a guy six three two twenty five. You know, he's a similar build to the kid out in Seattle that that dominated last year. And again, let's not get ahead of ourselves and talk about how you know he's the next great corner or anything like that. But the fact that he has that size, the fact that they they're giving him more opportunities at corner, I think is a really good sign for him. I think there's a chance that all of the rookies make the team. That doesn't always happen, right? It doesn't always happen that all the rookie. Thank you, Tariq Wollen. Thank you, Eric. Yes, uh, he, he has the size again. There's a lot to see, right? But I think there's a chance that all the rookies make the team, which doesn't happen all the time. And again. Some of those guys might, you know, someone might end up on the IR. Someone else, someone might get hurt. Something might happen in between. But all the drafted rookies, I think there's a good chance that they, every single one of them makes a team. And I wouldn't be surprised if multiple of those guys end up contributing. Um, and so I really like what I saw from Isaiah Bolden today. I've liked what I've seen from him over the past week or so. He's been getting more reps, which is great. You always want to see guys get more reps because – the more reps the guys get, that means that we look at it and say, oh, this guy's getting more reps or that guy's getting more reps. That's a good thing because that means that they're doing something right in practice. When young guys are getting those reps, that's a big one. There's a lot of questions about Nick Folk, some questions about Barringer. I'm going to get to those. We have a quick word from the sponsor, uh, from our sponsors, but right after that, I'm going to talk, I'm going to do some, um, I'm going to do some Bryce Barringer and, uh, Cordless Waitman and Nick Folk and Chad Rowland talk. So you, you want to stick around for that. I'll be right back. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. 
So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash Boston to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 21 and up and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline MA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, we are back. A lot of signature talk going on. It looks like Josh got a uh, Josh in the chat got a Matthew Judon uh picture signed today which is pretty awesome my daughter i think i talked about this uh the other day my daughter got her mac jones jersey signed by some of the offensive linemen it's pretty cool it's a fun little thing that they do and and they mix it up as to who comes out and who signs and stuff but uh but it's really cool and edelman somebody mentioned edelman edelman was out there for over an hour signing autographs making sure that everyone got an autograph just total stand-up thing to do which was great so anyways back to the special team stock i told you it was coming here it is Nick Folk doesn't have a chance. He just doesn't have a chance. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. Nick Folk just, he just isn't, he doesn't have it. He just doesn't have the leg anymore, right? Uh, and I think Alex Barth mentioned it in, in warm-ups. Um, he was hitting from 48, and he was short from 53 and 55. It's August, you can't come up short from 53 in August. I mean, that's just, that's not good. That's just not good, man. So it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you just, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Um, and so I don't love to see that. I just, I don't know how you can keep Nick Folk on this team if he can't hit from 50 yards. Right. And I know how good he's been from inside of 50 yards, but he missed two under 50 short last year. That just, that can't happen. So I, I just, um, you know, I, I can't imagine that goes well. And, and Bryce Barringer today, just absolutely booming punts. Looked like all of his punts that I saw were around six-second hang time. Uh, just absolutely crushing punts. And so, you know, again, you draft – if you trade up for a kicker and you draft a punter, those guys have to make your team. They have to, unless something disastrous happens, right? Uh like like the last time that the Patriots drafted a kicker. But unless something disastrous happens, those guys are making your roster. Um, and Ryland hit, hit one off the upright today, has missed one or two kicks around, but for the most part has been pretty accurate. He's got a decently strong leg. I mean, he's not going to be kicking from 65 or anything crazy like that, but he's got a pretty strong leg. Um, and so I think that that's, it's good enough for the Patriots moving forward, which is good. I think it's good enough for them uh, moving forward to be, you know, to feel comfortable from that 50 to 55 range, which to be honest with you, Nick Folk just never was right. And again, he was so good from inside of 50 that we look at it and just say, Hey man, you know, fine. We live with the fact that we, he's not, he's no good over 50, but, but you need that. You really do need that. Um, so Danny, that's a great question. Danny said, is there a world where Douglas, Booty and Bolden all make the 53 man roster. It's possible. It is possible. The question becomes 
how much special teams do those guys play, right? How much special teams do those guys play? Do we look at it and say, okay, well, you know, Booty will play enough special teams that we can knock someone else off the roster. And, um, you know, Bolden will play enough special teams that he can knock someone off the roster. Will that happen that those guys make the squad in the 53? And again, I told you, there is a chance that all of their draft picks, which they drafted like 11 guys, all 11 guys make the roster. Um, now, again, inevitably, you feel like someone's going to get hurt. Someone ends up on the IR. Someone does this one. So, but I just, I do think that that's, um, that's interesting. So, um, oh, and Matt, just, just a quick little side note. Matt mentions, uh, Matt Menino mentions that uh, Keon White cannot wear number six if he's listed as a D end because DNs aren't allowed to wear single digit numbers, but if they list them as a linebacker, he could. So you never know. So, and Josh, I would assume Brendan school was on the team. I would imagine Brendan schooler is that Matthew Slater guy in, in, uh, in waiting. He is, he was phenomenal on special teams, phenomenal on special teams. And so, uh, I would think that that's going to be the case, um, that he'll be on the team. So, uh, Booty was a guy I actually wanted to talk about that I, I wrote a note to make sure I talked about tonight because he's had a, few, a good week of practice. He played really well tonight. Now, he was get, catching balls from Trace McSorley, but again, it's a split squad scrimmage, right? Um, and so I think he's made some strides. He's impressed some people. And again, as I said, if you're a young guy and you're getting more reps, that's a good thing. And Booty has been getting more reps. Now, some of that has come at the detriment of Taekwon Thornton because as he hasn't been playing. Um, and again, I, I think that, you know, people aren't happy about the Taekwon Thornton thing. And I get that. I get people want to see it on the field. Um, and we really haven't. You know, the, the I guess the question for me is, can he stay healthy? And I don't know the answer to that question. I hope he can. If he can, I think then, you know, there's a chance that he can be very good for them this year. But if he can't stay healthy, then what are we doing? You know, so, um, and again, he's always going to be linked to George Pickens, unfortunately. Here's what I'll say about George Pickens, okay? When the Patriots are drafting at 22, I wanted them to draft George Pickens. When the Patriots traded back to 29, I thought for sure they would take George Pickens. Then when they traded up to 50, I thought, oh, my God, they're going to actually draft George Pickens, and they didn't. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just I, – I, Ashton, if I could tell you why we didn't get George Pickens, I I have no idea. Not a clue. Again, I thought he should have been a first-round talent. I thought the Patriots should have taken him at 22, and I thought that would have been good value. I thought it would have been good value at 29. Would have been, I thought it would have been unbelievable value at 50. They didn't take him any of those spots. So your guess is as good as mine as to why they didn't draft him. Um, you know, it just is what it is, right? And again, I'm not saying that Pickens is going to be the number one receiver in the league and all this other stuff, but he's the guy that I wanted to draft in that draft. Maybe Tyquan Thornton will, will pan out, and it won't matter. But usually when the Patriots draft a wide receiver early, they don't just fail. They fail in spectacular fashion. Like in 2007 or 2006, when the, yep, 2006, they traded up and they drafted uh, Chad Jackson from Florida. And the pick they traded up with 
they traded up with the Chargers. The Chargers moved back. Uh, that's not true. But the nevertheless, the Chargers drafted Keenan Allen later on. Not ideal. Not ideal. 2013, right, they draft. Um, oh, and uh, Greg Jennings also went that year as well. Oh, that, that was it. I'm sorry. They moved back. That was 2006. They trade up. Sorry, hold on. I got I got flip-flopped here. 2006, they trade up to draft Chad Jackson. Green Bay trades back with them, drafts Greg Jennings with that pick. Uh, awful. 2013, they draft Aaron Dobson. Keenan Allen gets drafted after Aaron Dobson. And then, of course, we all know what happened when they drafted <laughs> when they drafted Nikhil Harry. Every single good wide receiver in the league got drafted in the second round that year. Uh, so, disastrous, right? Disastrous. And if they do it again now with Tyquan Thornton being a miss and George Pickens being really good, it's going to be another disaster. Um, you know, or even Alec Pierce, if Alec Pierce takes a step up in, in you know, in, in Indianapolis. So, you know, and some of that stuff is you can't blame the player and it's the, you know, the spot and the position, all this other stuff, but nevertheless, it just, you know, it's, it's tough. So it's one of those things that, you know, the Patriots, the Patriots have missed at that. I don't want to look at this and say, we're, you know, we're screwed. He's already bad. Let's, let's, let's let it play out. Let's see what happens this year. Thornton did okay in limited time last year, did okay. Um, and so, you know, I'm not counting him out just yet. All right. Um, Ashton mentions Gonzalez and, and I agree with the, with the Zay flowers. I thought Zay was their target there and they moved back. Here's what I think happened, right? And I've said this before, but I'll say it. I'll say it here. Cause I haven't said it since I jumped over to CLNS. I think they're sitting at 14 and they looked at, they looked at what was going on. They knew Pittsburgh was trading him for a tackle because Pittsburgh said we're trading him for a tackle, right? So, because I'm not going to trade back with you if, you, if you're going to draft the guy I want, right? So, fine. They move up for a tackle. They knew, supposedly, that Washington at 16 was taking Forbes. They knew that. Okay, fine. Washington's taking Forbes. Great. Now, the Jets are the only wild card to 15. There were two guys in the draft board. This is my opinion. It's, it's a fairly informed opinion, but not super informed. There were two guys in the draft board. Zay Flowers, Christian Gonzalez. So the thought process is, if you move back to 17, if one of those guys goes at 15, you draft the other one at 17. Gonzalez is your number one guy. You draft him at 17, you're good to go, right? So it, it's it's one of those things, right? And then we draft Amari Douglas, who, again, isn't Zay Flowers. Let's be honest, okay? He's not. But he's a similar player to Zay Flowers. Um, and so, you know, Again, getting them in the sixth round is pretty nice. Okay. So also one quick thing um about uh, Belichick not wanting to pay people. Matthew Judon got a really nice pay bump today. Um 16 million guaranteed 14 million, I'm sorry, guaranteed instead of two million dollars guaranteed. They didn't add anything to his deal. So I think that that's important to, to remember. They didn't add any years to his deal. What they did was they took his deal and just gave him extra money. They did this with Stephon Gilmore. When Gilmore wanted more money and deserved it, they're doing the same thing with Matthew Judon. Now, maybe they'll extend him at the end of the year. Maybe they'll let his contract play out until the end. I don't know what they're going to do. Me personally, I probably would. I'd love to see them extend him maybe two more years. Um, but I don't know. You know, is there a chance? Is there a chance that Judon walks after next year? There is. 
right? He'll be going into his year 33. He'll be 33 years old, right? His 33-year-old season. So he'll be a little bit, he'll be a little bit older. Now, will he be willing to take a little bit less money? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he won't. I'm not sure. So I, I just, you know, we'll see kind of how that all plays out. I think he wanted to get paid at the top of the market, which I don't blame him for that. And the Patriots looked at it and said, well, we don't mind doing that for the two years that you're here, but we're not going to add extra years to your contract to do that. And so it was one of those where they compromised, meet in the middle, and bam, here we go. Now, was there a contract dispute? That I don't know, right? People say there might have been a contract dispute, and that's why he hasn't been practicing. Maybe that's true. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Okay. But if it is, good for him. He played the game. He got paid. Now we'll see. They have practice on Sunday. We'll see. If they're, if they're in full pads, is he going to be out there hitting in full pads? I don't know. We're going to see. So, um, so we'll go from there. You know, and again, maybe in two years, he's cheaper. Maybe he's older and he slows down a little bit and you look at it and say, hey, you know, we'll pay you because we like you, but we're not going to give you top of the market money. And maybe he says, okay. And maybe he doesn't. And then he doesn't come back, you know. But in that time, Keon White becomes the guy or someone else becomes the guy. So we'll see. So um, I think that's it. I think that's it from uh, from today. So, oh, no, it isn't because the, the stadium looked great. Stadium looked awesome. Um, love the look of the new stadium. The uh, the scoreboard is massive. I mean, just insanely massive. I think it looks really cool. Um, and so we'll go from there. I like that a lot. So, Danny, that's a great question. Someone asked about rookie number predictions. Matt and I are going to put that on the list. We're going to be live either Monday or Tuesday, and I think probably Monday night. We're going to put that on the list. Put that one on the list. We'll talk about that uh, this week. We'll do some rookie number projections and walk um, and work through that. I think that'd be fun. That'd be a fun little exercise to do. So I like that. Um, but nevertheless. All right. So look, you know, here we are. Okay. We're almost there. We're six days away from the first Patriots game. And then here's the deal, right? That game is August 10th. The first regular season game is September 10th. So in six days and one month, we're almost there, right? We're almost there. Just hold on a little bit longer. Um, we got a, a lot of fun stuff coming up. Light Engine, good question about Mac playing in the first preseason game. There's been no talk about that, no discussion about that. I wouldn't be surprised to see a good chunk of the players play at least a few series in all three games, you know, especially when you get that week in between now. I wouldn't be surprised to see them play at least a few series, if not a little bit more. So who knows? I have no idea what they what they're gonna decide to do, but I'd be surprised if I if you didn't see Mac out there for at least a few series, if not a full quarter and maybe even a full half. Probably not in the first game, but maybe even a full half either that either of that second or third game. What becomes difficult is that they're doing joint practices the second and third game. So they may look at it and say, we saw enough in practice. That's the that's the live stuff that we had. We don't really care about the game. And I don't know. I'm not sure what they're going to do, but nevertheless. All right, well, thanks for joining me, guys. I appreciate it. The chat. Love you guys. Blowing up the chat. It's been fantastic. Love chatting with you guys and talking. Um, we'll be back. Matt and I will be back at some point, again, either Monday or Tuesday night. Not 100% sure, but Monday or Tuesday night. Um, and uh, And we'll be talking about the first preseason game 
less than a week away. Fantastic. Love it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great night.